Okay. The Surlist Podcast, episode six. Um, uh, the Surlist, I, I, I haven't been saying out, putting out the email address regularly. It's, it's viscerlist at gmail.com. I also have, of course, viscerlist.com, which <clears throat> I used to do, uh, I used to post there more regularly. Uh, it's a mock uh, NYC bar review uh, humor site. Uh, feel free to check that out as well. Um, but let's get right into it. Um, our first segment, big, big event in the comedy world uh, last night with Dave Chappelle. He of the titular Chappelle show, ex of Comedy Central, ipso facto, best sketch show of all time, arguably. Um, Chappelle hosted last night. Um, it seems like they had a lot fewer sketches um, that they squeezed in than usual, but apparently you did not see it, um, but you had some thoughts on it. Uh, why don't you speak on that? <laughs> be gone. Um, I, I was talking with some people earlier in the day about it. Um, we just thought it wasn't going to be funny. Like Dave, Dave wasn't going to be able to be Dave, you know, like I saw because people were going to go into it with such high expectations and there was no way that it was going to live up to it. Um, I can't speak on it directly, <laughs> whether it did live up to someone's expectations or not, because I didn't see any of it. Um, I mean, his, I guess the, the host used to do, do a little monologue, right? So it, that was probably funny, I'm guessing. Um, I mean, you'll you'll be able to verify all of this, of course. Oh, oh, I will. Uh, <laughs> well, another sidebar, we also talked about our love of Ke Hilarious on that show. I love Keenan. Oh. Uh, Keenan. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, Keenan is great. But for for this one, yeah, I just thought um, I don't think he just would have been able to do everything that he would have wanted to do, just because of Saturday Night Live, and um, like I'm sure it was funny, but just not like not what people. I think people miss the Chappelle Show so much. They're just grabbing anything like Dave. Chappelle on SNL, you know, your, your mouth says, oh, this is going to be wonderful. But, and you're going into it hoping that it's going to be something they used to do on what you call the greatest sketch show <laughs> ever created. But um, that's just, you know, that's just not going to happen. And it probably didn't happen, but you will be able to verify all of that. Um, wow. Yeah, that is <laughs> surprisingly prescient um and or at least aligns with aligns with my opinion um i yeah I, I was very hyped for it probably more so than i should have been um and because they with Chappelle's show <clears throat> they it's not a, it's not a live show they had you know time to, to shoot the sketches and work them out and, and fix them in editing and everything and you know i i was a huge fan and i listened to you know, I had the DVD sets of the first first two seasons and the the whatever you call it, aborted season, the third season, um, and I, I listened to the audio commentary of the first two, which was really really some good insight. 
because um, Neil Brennan, the co-creator, and, and Chappelle would just would talk about it and give you some some good insights. I mean, apparently they were they were working like eight eighteen hour days shooting. Um, took a really long time to shoot these sketches, and there's a lot of planning and, and rewrites and everything that went involved. So, and it was them writing it, and so it reflected their sensibility. Um, and in this, you know, it's it's Chappelle has some input, from what I understand, and I, this is just what I've heard with SNL. Um, when there's a new host, the the writers. But the writers work really hard on SNL, and they basically have like they have Sunday off, and then on Monday they're supposed to work on writing pitches for for new sketches, and then on Tuesday they meet with the host in a big in a I think in Lauren's office or Michael's office, and then they basically just go around and pitch the host ideas, and the host sort of picks and chooses which ones he wants or what he likes, and you know they go to work on them further, and then. Um, you know, they sort of whittle down uh, over the course of the week and, and even into Saturday. <clears throat> they do a dress rehearsal every Saturday as well, I think at like 7 o'clock or so. And then they whittle the sketches down even further. Um, and then, you know, obviously they go live at 11.30. Um, but, yeah, so his his opening monologue, um, you know, directly addressed, um, you know, this week's political activities. Um and uh, he, he uh, but I, you know, that's that's one thing. It's been a, been a been an interesting week on the, on that end, but I don't necessarily want to get into it that 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 much. I'm sure it'll prop up here and there, but over the course of the episode. But anyway, um, he did that. But I was more interested in the actual sketches and like how, what those were going to be like, and I I was disappointed. Um, Chris Rock showed up in in the first one. Um, it, it's, yeah, very briefly. Um, it just seemed like they they weren't they weren't very well rehearsed. Um, I mean, Chappelle, you know, a lot of times the hosts they they'll read the cue cards, and you know, it's they don't have a lot of time to rehearse, so I, I get it. But I don't, some the the audience didn't seem to get a lot of the jokes, and um, I don't know. I did like they did. Um, they did a parody of The Walking Dead, <laughs> uh, specifically the scene where where Negan, who's the villain this season, um, takes a baseball bat to um, to a couple of the things. But they did a switch where they they did characters from Chappelle's show were like the victims. Oh, so they had yeah. so they That's they had cool. like um yeah they had um. The uh, oh god, Tyrone Bigums, the the crackhead guy. Um, <laughs> they had the they had the player haters, um, <laughs> which that might be my favorite sketch for the whole season. I, I don't know that or or the Rick the Rick James Prince stuff. Um, and the, <laughs> um, they had like when he dressed up like a like a white guy, white suburban guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, little John. Um, so I don't know. It was just some good, it was some good nostalgia there, I guess. Um, and then it sort of went off into, you know, you, I mean, you can watch it. These are all, these are on YouTube now. Um, so you can check them out. Might but, have to go watch them. Yeah. I'd recommend seeing them. And then they have one, they did one towards the end, which is a recurring sketch that they do where, 
Kate McKinnon is sort of like a bar fly and she's in a bar and Keenan Thompson is the bartender and then they have whoever the guest is as sort of like a, some kind of like, I don't know, like jag, jag off loser who's in the bar at the end of the night. Not that necessarily if, if you're at a bar <laughs> picking up chicks at the end of the night, which I may or may not have some experience <laughs> with. Um, but basically it's the, the joke of the sketches. They just keep one upping each other with like how sleazy and dirty they are with like sexual innuendos and stuff. Um, and J- <laughs> David is really funny wig. Um, and he was just looking like really skeevy. Like they did a good job there, but, um, but you know, that's two sketches out of an hour and a half. Um, Damn. show. And I watched, you know, I watched the full thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're, you, I'd say you're sort of right in that I was, I was too hype and I got let down. But, you know, I'm still happy to see Dave doing, just doing interesting shit on a, on a, on that big of a stage every now and then. Um, wasn't he doing some stand-up recently? Um, yeah, he's been sort of alternating doing, um, stand-up shows at, um, this venue called The Cutting Room, and then I believe he either did or has some gigs at Beacon Theater, um coming up yeah. or, or he already did them just like regular stand-up no no not beacon um gramercy um which is kind of kind of a small venue i went to see hannibal burris tape a um one of his 30 minute specials there um a while back and uh yeah i was surprised at how small it was so for Chappelle, it was a little surprising but i mean he's been back <laughs> on the road back on the road for a while so Okay. All right. Now I'll, I'll see the ones that you recommended. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend checking those out. Also, he has this thing apparently. When you go to his shows, um, you have to put. There's a company that developed these pouches. Um, that you put your your smartphone in because he hates people taking video or recording his shows, his stand-up shows. So you actually have to, you have to like dock, like coat check, like your, um, your phone. And these pouches are like soundproof and like, like Wi-Fi proof. And they, they keep them. Oh, oh, right. So somebody couldn't like put it in the pouch and press, you know, press record and just get the audio. Yeah, and I mean the main thing is that they don't have it on them while they're you know seated watching the show. Right. Um, but it seems like you could just bring two smartphones and tell them, yeah, this is this is my one smartphone. Here, here, here goes my one smartphone in the pouch. Here you go. Take my one smartphone. Why do you keep saying one smartphone? Um. <laughs> Because all I have is one smartphone, just like every other normal person. <laughs> be easy to spot, though. Well, if, if they're going through all that trouble, they probably got spotters out there looking for people. Yeah, I mean, what you? I guess the way around it, you'd have to start recording. You have to keep it like in your pant pocket and start audio recording while you're still in line outside on your second smartphone. And then you'd be you'd record 
you know, probably three hours worth. So hopefully you have enough memory and your battery would last that long. Wow. That, uh, <laughs> but what would be the point of that? To... Um, what'd you say? But what would be the point of all this? Just to upload it and like here, the world? Yeah. Or sell it. I don't know. I guess you could get in big trouble if you sold it. Um, probably get blackballed or banned from any other Chappelle. Whoa. Oh, what was that? that vacuum cleaner. It's that vacuum cleaner again. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Being haunted by the ghost of a fucking Dyson that got thrown out the window somewhere. So, anyway, um, let's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I don't know. Were you a fan of the Chappelle show? Oh, I loved it. Fantastic show, man. Were you watching it, like, when it was on? Uh, yes, I was watching it when it was airing. Um, and I mean, everything was, it was just such a clever show. It was, it was clever and su surprising. He always had a really good musical guest, too. I always liked his musical oh, guest. Yeah. yeah, I believe Kanye's first televised performance was um, he did uh, The Food uh, with... Oh God, I, want, I may have oh, this wrong. Oh, with Common. With Common, yeah. Because he produced that and he's on the hook. But that's when they're in the kitchen... They're in some kitchen set and they're just kind of like bouncing around. Yes, yes. And there's even um, what was this other one? I remember this one with most deaf. I don't know if it was if the car was actually moving, but it's, I think it was. They were in the car. It was uh, most was in the passenger seat and Dave was driving, and it was just most deaf rapping while they were in the car. And, it was, and, that, and that song ended up on an album. It was pretty damn good. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Man, that that's that nostalgia takes me back. I remember when I saw like the first episode too, because like I had known about Chappelle from um, just from stand up and his couple movie roles, and I was a pretty big fan. I remember, God, I, shit, I remember watch because I I watched Comedy Central growing up like a lot in the early '90s, early mid '90s, and all basically all they used to show was Saturday Night Live reruns. Uh, kids in the hall reruns and then just random stand up <laughs> random stand up and I remember seeing a Chappelle bit where he was like um, he's like um, I remember it's like the bit was basically like he's in a car and with a girl and this guy in another car pulls up next to him and starts kind of like yelling at him or trying to punk him or something and the guy like, tries to get him to come out of the car and fight him. And his girl is sort of egging him on, like, yeah, yeah, go out and fight him. And then like, the guy gets out of the car, and it's a little person. And so then he, feel, he sees that, and he feels a little bit more confident. And then so he gets out of the car, and then, um, and then somehow the, I think the little person punks him again. Somehow, and he has to run back in the car or something. I, f I actually forget the punchline, but 
anyway, I, I remember. I, I remember the. I don't remember the key part part of the joke that would make it funny, but uh, I do, I do remember that I really like lo- like I was like, man, that's hilarious. Who is this guy? And so, I was following him. But yeah, I I remember watching. I, I think I was still in college at the time um, when the first season aired. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, you know, next time he's on SNL. Uh, maybe you should think, think, think about watching it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that next time. Okay, well, you know, just a thought. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just one to grow on. Um, so, but let's, keeping in the entertainment world, this is, now this is one where you sort of got me, got me beat a little bit. Um, in that you saw a new movie called uh, is it Doc Doctor? Is it Dr. Strange? Doctor Strange. It's Doctor Strange. Yes. Do I do I have that right? He, you are correct. No, I don't know. I've said I've probably said too much on earlier episodes about being a comic book nerd. So yeah. So in this case, you saw it recently i did not see it i still have not seen it seen it but but there's a there's a little tease coming in in this god i'm sorry i'll stop i don't know what i'm doing why don't you just talk about it and i'll I'll regroup (laughs) okay i did see saw dr strange yesterday um if you're gonna see it i know i have a friend who has seen it in just regular 3d and the IMAX 3D, he highly recommends the IMAX 3D. I went with him yesterday to see it in IMAX 3D. Um, he loved it so much. He, he saw it twice in the theaters, yes. Um, wow. And it's definitely worth it for the IMAX 3D. Now, usually because I don't like to pay that extra money, but um, it was cheaper because I, I think it was a matinee show. We went early on a Saturday. So it went to like the 10 o'clock show. Um, <clears throat> So I think it was like thirteen fifty, something like that. Wait, ten ten o'clock? AM the IMAX? Yep. Yeah. Oh my oh my Jesus. Jesus save us. <laughs> On a Saturday? Oh no. No, no, no. You gotta get out there. I didn't um, know they made made, made ten AM on the weekend. They do. A lot a lot of people were there. It was maybe like half half full. Okay. All right. Um but it, it was great. It was probably out of these, out of all these Marvel movies, um, maybe like my third favorite. Okay. Probably. What's your, what's like, your favorite? Um, I really like the first Captain America. Okay. But a lot, a lot of people aren't agreeing with me. I also do like the first no. Avengers one no. too. The first Avengers was oh. pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy. But this one is up there. It's definitely better than the Thor movies that I fall asleep in every time I try to watch them. They're right. Awful. But um, Doctor Strange, um, I would say I would definitely recommend it. It is pretty, it's pretty trippy in a couple points where she's, where the ancient one, Tilda Swinton's controversial casting. Um <clears throat> 
mm-hmm. where <laughs> where she has Doctor Strange like flying through the different universes and the dimensions, um, the flying through the multiverse is what it, I think it's what they called it. Um, that part was really great, and it it, it looked amazing in the IMAX 3D. Um, it's it's good in that it has it has some good comedy, uh, some good action sequences, good fighting, a little bit of a romance, but not overwhelming romance. And he doesn't even oh. he doesn't end up with oh. the girl either. Oh, good, good. It's good. got <laughs> it's got a little bit of everything. It's it was really exciting, actually. It was it was one of those movies where like I don't think there was once where I was look, looking around or like looked at my watch. It was, it was. It just had my attention for the whole time. Highly recommend it. Um, <clears throat> what did it say? They had what's his name at the end? Um, Thor. Whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. That's not even after the credits. Still sort you know of a spoiler. They, I guess I won't say what what they said, but I. It is, but no, it you could just I mean, you could say it, but just just say okay. No, it's gonna now, be spoilers. Okay, now I'm now not gonna ahead. say it. Now I'm not gonna say it. Well, you could say it. Now you just gotta say spoiler alert first. <laughs> They're just talking. Him and Doctor Strange are just talking with each other. Okay. And Doctor Strange is saying that he's gonna help him look for his father. That was it. Okay. But um, there's another spoiler that I won't spoil for everyone. You can, okay, even though you, you probably spoil already spoiled it for yourself. Well. Funny you should mention that, because <laughs> um, that that does sort of segue into, I guess, my larger point. I'll, but before we get to that off ramp, let me get to stay on the highway here a little bit. Um, was never a fan of the Doctor Strange comics. Um, for some reason, randomly, my sister was. Um, hmm. I was really into the X Men comics growing up. Um, never got into Doctor Strange. Um, I have heard that from the trailers that I've seen, special effects look great. I'm sh- I can sort of imagine that they'd be amazing in IMAX 3D. Um, not sure. I mean, I'm definitely not going to see any movie at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Um, but it's take it takes a lot for me to go out and see a movie. Period. Like, I think the last one I saw was Suicide Squad, but that was in like four. Did I tell you that was in 4D? Um, did I tell you about that? Mm, I don't remember. I remember you so, watched it and you hated it, but I don't remember the 4D right. part. The 4D is a is a, a sort of new theater format. Um, it's it's like 3D, but then it's in a specially designed theater. There's only I think two of them in the country at the moment. One one's in New York, um, but the seat is on like a special mechanical rig, so the seat moves in time with like the action on screen and then there's also um like gusts of wind that come out and like big flashing lights and there's even water that can spray down on you no i would not like that no you can you can actually turn you can turn the water off so there's a button in your seat to turn the water off if you don't like that but i actually i was fine with the water because it's not that much but but i i didn't like the um the seats moving around that much because it's like a like being on a roller coaster for like I mean not throughout <laughs> the whole movie but like in pretty long stretches but anyway I guess I got used to it over time but anyway um, so yeah this I mean I'll, I'll probably never do 40x again and I'll definitely never see Suicide Squad again um, but 
I would consider seeing Strange just also because I like Benjamin, uh, what's his name, Benedict Cumberbatch um, from the Sherlock TV show. Uh, which, if you if you haven't seen that, they're on Netflix. That that show is really fucking amazing. Um, I I've seen a couple episodes. I gotta go back and watch it. It's one of those shows I just stopped watching and never went back to. But I did. I, I, I remember like it liked it. I would stick with it because it, in the first season's kind of slow. Well, there's only three episodes per season, although they're 90 minutes each. Um, and the first season is kind of slow, but the second and third seasons really it really gets going, and I think the fourth season starts in January. Um, but anyway, anyway, now I'm getting off that that off ramp. So long time ago, I I came to the realization that, um, and by long time ago I mean like seven eight years, um, that not every movie is worth seeing, or worth paying to see, or worth just sitting through. But there are a lot of movies that have really interesting twists at the end um, that are just kind of neat to think about and just kind of cool. But just the, but then the, the the movie leading up to it isn't necessarily worth worth seeing. Does this make any sense? Um, I'm gonna need an example. So okay, so for instance, um, oh fuck, shit, I should have should have come up. I mean, a lot of like cheap horror movies or like. Um, like M. Night, Sh- M. Night Shyamalan's movie. So I'm going to spoil The Village, for instance. I don't know if you've seen that one. I saw all that I in the theater. Oh, man. That, that was now, when he was on a roll. That was his downfall. That <laughs> shit was, it was so boring. So boring. <laughs> exactly. So this movie may be the perfect example. This might be the movie that got me into this because, good Lord, that was like, oh, my God. I think was Adrian Brody playing someone who's like development mentally disabled too. Yeah, they had him in there. Ugh. I mean, Everything I'd even say it. like that movie. The, well, the movie he did before Signs. Um, I like Signs. Was okay. It was okay because there was some good scares and shit, and I like alien shit. But I mean, M Night is known for like twists, and he sort of he sort of like with the Sixth Sense kind of brought it back to like the mainstream to where every horror movie now has to have some sort of twist and so the twist in the village is that it's supposed to be this old timey thing but it's actually just these people who bought a commune a very large commune or they bought a lot of land and built a commune and they acted like they were in the 17th century or, or whatever and and they just told their children that they were and they lived like it but then they needed to get some medicine and you find out oh no they're in modern day times um, so that's kind of an interesting twist but you know I don't want to have to sit through two hours to get to that yeah and that came very late and then there was also that fake monster twist in there like, right oh. yeah so so, it's that movie and movies like it that drove me to. It's like there has to, the internet has to have solved this, this dilemma that I'm encountering, where I'm just wasting my time and my, my hard-earned money. And I think at that time I had a job that I really hated, so <laughs> so it, it really was hard-earned money. Um, so I, I I went to the internet, and the internet took care of me. <laughs> <laughs> As it has so many times, the in my, internet provided for you. Yes, especially in my my lonely childhood, the internet provided for me many times, <laughs> continues to to this day. Um, but 
it provided for me in this instance with the uh, this, my discovery of spoiler websites. And there is a whole cottage industry online of websites that literally just have the spoilers. They have like short summaries of what happens in the movie and outlines of the twist, or and you can get really detailed as well. There are two websites that I go to, one of which has the spoilers up like right away, and sometimes, you know, the day day before the movie comes out, um, and then another one that's kind of kind of chintzy, um, but has like more like directly to the point spoilers, where like they'll summarize a whole movie in like um, like two sentences. Um, the, like the first movie, the first one is called uh, it's the moviespoiler.com. And the other one is uh, it's called moviepooper.com. <laughs> oh god! Uh, but okay. the, the, be- the best spoiler website of all time is um, Wikipedia. Uh, now, yeah. Wikipedia. If you go to Wikipedia for literally any movie, they will have a full summary of it. Um, and because now this is, this started, this addiction of mine started years ago. And so like now I'm like heavy into it. And so what I've noticed about Wikipedia is that you actually have to wait until like they somehow are able to embargo these plot summaries until like the day of movies release. Cause you know, some, some movies get released overseas earlier than they do in the U S um, and so sometimes people just, you know, for various reasons are able to see movies before, but they don't allow summaries to be posted on the site until day of so um so you know this came up with so i read dr strange's summary so i know you know pretty much everything that happens i know the ending the 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 mid mid credits scene and the post credits scene with your boy um i won't well i won't spoil it here i guess but um that that guy they're setting up as the the villain to be in the next, the villain in the next movie, I guess. Um, right. And and there's a new movie out this weekend called Arrival. Um, oh yeah, that, that looks great. Yeah, now that that's based on a short story, and I actually I heard about Arrival. I was like, oh, okay, sci-fi. Let me see what this is about. I saw it was based on the short story. They got a lot of attention and like good publicity. So I, I actually read the short story about a month ago. And it is really good, and it is a, it. It talks about a theory that that I've often wondered. I like. I wish I had studied this area a little bit more so I could sort of comprehend it. But the basic idea is that you know, time space doesn't necessarily happen in the linear way that humans perceive it. Um, there's a theory that it's basically it's only our perception of time, like a time. You see, I'm already good diet. Good diet. Um, people have good diets, and then, <laughs> basically, time isn't necessarily happening linearly. Like there, it's possible to that you could you could know the future and the past because it's all sort of happening at the same time, quote unquote. Um, so okay. that's what this movie is about. In in broad strokes, it's about these aliens who sort of are able to perceive time in that way, and they sort of interacting with with humans who are trying to learn their language but you know i've already read the the spoiler on that movie i would recommend seeing it just based on the book the spoiler i read and the talent involved with the movie and oh yeah I mean, it looks like all good performances 
Yeah, and I may still even see it myself, just, you know, because I still enjoy seeing movies. You know, I like the art form. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. What, what's, what's your take? Are you, a, my, my sister gets really upset when I tell her I've, I've seen, I read spoilers of this shit. What, what's your thought? Would you ever get um, into it? I do it. I, I am pretty much on the same boat as you in that regard. Like, if it's something that I know I'm not going to watch or something that I'm just curious about, I'll, I'll go read it, you know, just because just I'm like, oh, or, or if it's something people are talking about, I just want to know. <laughs> right. I'll go, right. I'll go check it out. Like that whole Walking Dead thing. So then I just looked it mm. up on the internet. But I have no desire to watch that show anymore. But I was curious. Yeah. So I, I just yeah, it's, it up. exactly. But uh, it's that but, ba- that balance of curiosity with, you know, you're right at the borderline of well, I'm curious enough to want to know, but not curious enough, curious enough to put in the effort to watch the show. And also, that show is like that show's gotten because I've I've still been reading the spoilers on that episode by episode, and man, that's that show sounds like it's got dark as fuck. And it was already uh, dark as fuck. It was yeah, it was already dark. That's why I had to stop. But um, but yeah, I do that. I can't think of any that I've done it for. Re- hmm, I can't even really think of any besides that. But it's movies like it's movies like that, or a movie like a uh, like that other M Night one recently with The Visit. Oh, The Visit. I, yep. I read about that. I then I was like, hmm, maybe yep. I should see it because that one got decent reviews. But then I just read I read the spoiler instead. Yeah, that's not one. Yeah. <laughs> well, one example of a movie where I was like, I, I, it was, it was one that M Night produced, I believe. It's called Devil, and came out. Oh, that was 20, good. That was good. Twenty ten. Yeah, yeah. So I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, M Night. You know, because I don't, I don't hate the guy, even though he made me sit through the the village. He forced me to go to that theater and buy his stupid ticket for that stupid. God awful. At least I didn't watch The Lady in the Water. But anyway, because um, <laughs> I heard about that one. Um, but Devil was one where I was like, okay, I'm not going to see this in the theater. And then I sort of forgot about it. And then I remembered it at some point. And then I was like, oh, let me just go check out what it's about. So I read the Wikipedia spoiler. And I was like, oh, this sounds kind of cool. And then it happened to be on Netflix like a year after that. And I watched the whole thing. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. Oh, so did you, did you think that that didn't ruin it for you oh no not at all because again like uh, because well also part of it was because i it was that year-long gap between when i read it and when i watched it so i didn't really remember everything that was in the wikipedia article oh okay um but i just remember thinking oh it sounds interesting and then i i eventually got to it and it was good have you have you seen that one yeah yeah i liked it a lot i liked bokeem was in there bokeem yeah Killing it. Um, yeah, he was he was great in the the new season of Fargo. That um, that's what I heard. I haven't watched that new one yet. Oh, you should. Oh, oh, season two. You should definitely definitely watch. That what should be like on? first. How time. do I watch it? I watched it's, the first it, one on Hulu, but now I don't see the second one on Hulu. It's um, well, if you have a login, it's it was on FX, so you would need like either a cable oh. login. Yeah, I can do it. I, I can use my brothers. Yeah, so go. Yeah, that's why I'm using my sisters. Um, 
so you can go to um, yeah FX should have it or um, yeah I don't know they take they take shows down and put them back up every now and then but I, I would think they'd have that it was it was amazing it was better than the first season and everyone's performance and it was just mind-blowing yeah god I might watch it again before the new season starts mm. but Bokeem was was definitely a stand I'll watch, um, watch that. I'll see what's on there. Yeah, take take a look. Um, and speaking of things being dark as fuck, um, certain things can have gotten a little bit brighter as we move into the sports segment, and specifically the Ohio State football, Ohio State University, the Ohio State University college football programs. That's right football prospects have gotten considerably brighter after yesterday's performances by um, well we were we were ranked number five yesterday Saturday morning um, in the college football play- playoff uh, rankings and as we all know you need to be in the top four in order to make the playoffs and there were three undefeated teams ahead of us there was Washington University of Washington, which is based in Seattle, and which whose campus I've been to. It's a mm-hmm. decent, decent campus, decent campus. It's a you know typical state school type campus. They have an interesting looking stadium. Um, kind of looks like uh, yeah, it's it's weird and purple. Um, and then number four was um, sorry, no, that was number four. Number three, we had. Um, we had a certain team, a certain maize and blue team of, of rapscallions run run by a, 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 a what, what do you call it? What, what, I'm trying, trying to make a joke on his classes, but it's escaping me. And then Clemson at number two. All, all, three, all three of those teams lost. Um, Michigan lost in decidedly beautiful fashion to the Iowa Hawkeyes, um, who apparently have beaten them four out of the last five games, which yeah, I saw that. I was surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched, and and of course Ohio State won against um, Maryland, sixty-two to three, which was fantastic. We we saw our second string quarterback, who will very likely be our first string quarterback next season. A uh, young man by the name of oh my god I should have looked this up beforehand. Um, the guy from the plains. I'm really sorry, dude. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that last week. I think we right? were. <laughs> the plains. Um, why don't Why don't you speak on speak on first the OSU Maryland game and then and then if you please uh, the Michigan loss while I look up. Um, I actually didn't really get to see a whole lot. I didn't see much of it. Uh, where I was watching. Some games, uh, they weren't playing it. And when I would check the score, it wasn't close, and they would show highlights, so I didn't really see very much of it. But I wasn't expecting anything. I mean, Maryland is terrible. Um, I mean, this is the result that I was expecting to see, a blowout like this. So I was was happy to see that. Um, I saw some good passing in the highlights, but I didn't see much. I mean, we've seen them, like, you know, we seem to be in a good rhythm offensively and defensively right now. So this is, this is like we said last week, like the perfect time for it. We've got 
just Michigan State and Michigan, I believe, right? Yes. Um, so we've got those two games and then potentially the Big Ten championship game, depending on what happens these last two weeks. Um, and overall, just just pleased, pleased with how things are going, how, how players are progressing. We bounced back nicely from that loss at Penn State. We had, like, bad – it's like three games in a row, like Northwestern, Indiana, and then the loss. But now we seem to be back on the, you know, back on the right track. Um, but right. now <clears throat> this complicates things. So that loss, we should move up. Hopefully, I don't know, maybe to number two. Depends how people look at those losses. Um, like the Clemson loss. Clemson has been close to losing like three or three times this year, and they just finally couldn't pull this one off. I think it was two weeks ago they won in overtime, but the other other team, I forget who they were playing, they had a chance to win. They missed a field goal um, as time expired, and then this week um, right. t- took care of them. So I don't know. With, but all those, with, I mean, with, a, with a last-second field, field goal. Right. So. It's all a bunch of one-loss teams, so it's not – you know, I think our loss will be um, – looked at in a better light because Penn State just keeps winning and winning and they are a top 10 team and that's our only loss so that's really good for us however right. um, it would be better if they well no because as long as we win out we're going to the championship game because they've got two losses we have one uh, Penn State yeah yeah so they've got two we've got one so as long as we win out we're going no matter what they do um, if we happen to lose, we're going to need them to lose again. Um, so w- wait a minute. So so you're saying so if, in a scenario where we beat, say, Michigan State, but then lose to that team, yeah, we would we would both have two losses. But then how do they decide? They've got the head-to-head tiebreaker over us. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not good. And then if. We lose if Michigan wins out and Penn State wins out. Then, oh yeah, then Michigan goes because they would only have one loss. But if we beat, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it gets complicated. But I mean, all we can do is just keep trying to win. You know, um, who else is there? Who else lost? And then I didn't. I watched the highlights of the Washington USC game. The USC is looking really looked real sharp. Um, right. That was good. I mean, yeah, I think. Well, I will say Washington seems over has always seemed overrated. Um, I don't know how they got as as high as they did, even not being defeated. I mean, the the level of talent in the in the in the Pac-12 just doesn't seem like what it what it used to be. Yeah, um, the Pac-12 is a little down this year. I mean, Washington was their main hope to do anything in the playoff. Um, now it looks like uh, they probably won't go. Honestly, if it was. If there were two one-loss teams, like out of the rest of us, if somehow it was like if it was a choice between Michigan, Clemson, us, Washington, um, Washington's not going. They're not no. going to choose Washington. No. Especially if they saw that stadium, that that weird-looking purple like the, stadium. The, out, the outside of it is purple. No, it's just like all of yeah. It doesn't. It looks like kind of like a. I mean, it looks really weird. You should maybe Google like, I mean, either whatever now or whatever like, because it looks like a high school stadium in in some ways. 
it just it looks like a like a football program that isn't ready for like the big leagues basically um and the um um but anyway yeah like uh I, I wasn't I didn't watch the Clemson game or the Washington game. I, I did watch the Michigan game just because um, you know, as always I wanted to see them lose. And it seemed like they Iowa had a good chance of doing it. And it was it was there was a lot of back and forth and <clears throat> a lot of really good defense. Uh, Iowa got a safety on Michigan at, at one point, which was very surprising. Yes, um, I saw that in the highlights. Wow. Yeah, it didn't seem like Jabril Peppers did did that much. Um, it was it was really tough. I don't. I knew. I mean, I don't. I think Harbaugh takes every game seriously, um, but he was. You know, he was getting heated. I don't think he was ready for uh, for their defense to be so dominant. And <clears throat> at the end of it, they uh, the 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 crowd stormed the field. Which well, I was. I'm of course immediately thinking like, oh hell no! Like I'm not. Man, that's that God, like, uh, like rushing the court in a in a basketball arena is incredibly dangerous. Just like the risk of people getting trampled. So uh, imagine like a, a football, like a Big Ten football stadium. Oh my God. Yeah, that would that would be intense. I guess they they allow it though. I mean, in in that in certain circumstances. I mean, um, it seemed yeah. like. The, it seemed like the barriers aren't um, on like the first row, um, like right behind where the what, uh, God where the teams what do you call it, the sidelines, like the first barrier to the to the rows. <laughs> God, man, like this is like really that's great. I, I have no problem like explaining like different like quantum mechanics and human perception of time. But when it comes to like talking about the first row of seats behind the sidelines it's like i'm all i'm tripping over my feet and landing into a pile of shit of dog shit and then somehow getting something poured on me at the same time but it just seems lower than they are at least in ohio stadium and i i haven't i don't i can't recall too many incidences of, of that happening at osu it recently i remember in the 90s it used to happen and it was getting to be a problem but i don't know if I don't know what's does that sound right? Yeah, you know what? I don't I don't think it has happened recently. Um it really depends on the stadium like you said some of them are like the that first row of seats is so close. Yeah. Especially on the older ones, but at Ohio Stadium there's a lot of space and no one really rushes the field. I do remember it happening more in the 90s. Yeah. Um but people still I mean honestly, how can you stop it once uh, there's so many people, and once they start moving, once the yeah. security guard is just gonna be like, "All right, go ahead," <laughs> like, he's not stopping everybody. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't get paid enough. Um, yeah, and it's like they won on a last-second field goal by one point against like the their big, like the big, big, big rival who's came, was expected to come shit all over them or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of variables that come in that make it sort of perfect, even though it's not like a championship game or anything. Right, but yeah, that's definitely um, perfect recipe for for rushing the field. That's, I mean, that's the time to do it. But yeah. good for the good for them, man. Good for them. I was really surprised because I was paying attention to it a little bit, like 
just looking at the score every now and then. And then I saw Michigan was down. It was 11 to 10. I was like, oh, I was going to hold on and win. And then I looked, and it was – they kicked that field goal, and that was 13 to 11. And I was like, oh, all right, game over. Because it was like a minute and a half left or something, right? It was like right around two yeah. minutes. I was like, oh, that Michigan defense is going to stop them. They're too good. This game is done. And then I checked the score later, and then all of a sudden Iowa came through with the last second field goal. There it is, there it is Elizabeth. <laughs> and, you, and you were like, there. Out. well, you looked over to the screen, and you're like – Take a swig of your beer. You're like, there it is, Elizabeth. Take another swig, and you're like, there it is. Is that is that basically it? That- uh, <laughs> All right, we'll get into that later. Uh, the uh, the OSU second string quarterback is Joe Burrow. He is a freshman this year, and apparently he's the guy we're uh, we're staking our future on. So, but, okay. Um, I mean, in the game yesterday, he was. Um, uh, just looking at these these stats, I'm looking at this. The thing is, I'm looking at the summary of of his like player stats. Um, on my iPhone, and so they're they're uh, they're optimized for the iPhone, which means they leave some stuff out. But it looks like he he was 11 for 12 yesterday. No, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. So, so now, if we may seg- we'll segue briefly into college basketball, um, if you want to say anything on it, I'm not a college basketball guy. I'll watch the tournament, and that's about it. Um, Ohio State hasn't had a great team in a while, so uh, my fair weather um, fandom has not <laughs> has not not kicked in. The weather hasn't been that good, so. <laughs> You want to give a quick, I don't know, season preview or any any thoughts you have? I don't I don't know if you watched any of the games on Friday. I watched a little bit of the Michigan State Arizona game on Friday. Um, Michigan State looks very young. They don't look like I don't even know what the final score was. I'm guessing that Arizona won. Um, yeah, they, I don't know they for won. sure. Uh, Michigan State didn't look that good. They they were making a lot of mistakes. Um, but it's very early. Izzo usually gets them together. You know, they'll be ready by, by December, by conference time, or December, January, January, the conference play. But um, right. that was it. That's all I've seen. I mean, I know Kentucky's supposed to be very good. Duke is supposed to be very good. Duke is favored. Most people are picking Duke to win the championship this year. Ooh, again. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but, they, yeah, they will be good. I don't know. I don't really like early season basketball so much. It's okay. Like you get some of these fun tournaments. You you get some of these fun tournaments and some of these like interesting matchups, um, and you get weird little quirky things, like that Arizona Michigan State. um, Like you wouldn't get that matchup generally any other time of the year except for something like this. Or they'll do like those holiday tournaments around Christmas and sometimes some little mini Thanksgiving tournaments. Those are usually pretty fun, but um, a lot of times you that was. Oh man, what was it? One year, somebody got one year. Was it like a really big matchup, and it it just turned into a big lopsided victory for somebody? But it's so early in the season, you know. It's like these these guys just started playing. They'll yeah, be this, by the time January, February comes around, they'll be completely different teams, you know. 
So like these are these are fun, but you just have to remember that it's it's so early in the year and people are just just sort of getting it together. So it's it's good to have to play those games, and you sort of see where your team is at too. Like how much like Michigan State definitely has a lot of work to do. Um, like what specifically? Really... Like like what what they <laughs> like they need like a good like a good diet? Do they need more? You know, <laughs> they they need to do. They need to do like more homework, uh, like quantum physics homework. To you know, what? No, from what, what I saw, they they just look very young. They made a lot of um, mental mistakes, a lot of turnovers, bad shots. Their defense wasn't very good. And I only watched like a, a seven minute stretch. The game was close, and then they had about I think four freshmen on the floor. And those guys just made a series of mistake one after the other, and then all of a sudden it was a fifteen point game, and Arizona never looked back. Um, yeah. But we'll, you know, they, I mean, then you know they're eighteen years old, man. They, they got, <laughs> they got. Signed. Yeah, that's uh, like <laughs> opening night. It's probably really stressful. I believe that that game was in Hawaii as well. Um, I don't remember, <laughs> but that Michigan State always plays in that weird game, which is like, um. Dang, I, I don't remember. It's something about the armed forces, and they play it like on like an aircraft carrier. Yeah, that's that's that <laughs> was the year. They, they, yeah, they did. Uh, they played UNC. I believe that was. I think that, I want to say that's when Harrison Bars was on the team. Still. Yeah, so like, it may have been. They were playing outside. They were playing outside. Yeah. It looked windy. Some of them had on long sleeve shirts because it was like it looked cold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that well, that was yeah, that was the famous one that you know President Obama was at. It was on an air, the deck of an aircraft carrier. It was really windy, which I don't know how it was in Hawaii too. I think and yeah, I don't it just know, seemed, like so gimmicky to me. Like, why? It's very gimmicky. Why are you? Yeah. Why are you playing on an aircraft carrier? Next one, they're <laughs> gonna it's gonna be on the roof of Madison Square Garden, and you'll only be able to watch it by helicopter. There's <laughs> like ten helicopters circling it. Um, but uh, no, oh, apparently there is like one of those mini tournaments coming up at Madison Square Garden. I want to say yeah, there's one at the Garden. I think there's one at Barclays. I think has one over Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, you gonna go to any any college basketball this year? Go I would like games. to. I haven't been to a college basketball game in a while. Maybe I'll go to one of those Barclays ones. I like going to the Barclays Center. It's nice. It's a nice arena. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, actually, Kanye is playing there. New Year's Eve. He's playing New Year's Eve and the day before. And God, Ticketmaster is such a fucking joke. I tried to get tickets to it, and they had a couple. They had apparently there's some row of twenty five dollar tickets, which. Wow. Uh, you remember, like, what? I don't know if you remember, like, I tried to get tickets for, like, when they went on sale, like, back in August or whatever for the shows he did. Yeah. Like, September. But, the, I mean, thing is, like, and I guess, look, that's the market, but, like, kind of sucks that, like, you know, there's $25 tickets. I was there right at 10 a.m. and just gone immediately. And they're like, oh, but we have these $200 tickets. Would you like those? Fuck, and even those two hundred dollars at Barclays were like in like the, the two hundred level. Yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I I do kind of want to see like the stage 
setup that he has because it sounds pretty interesting. And I, I mean, I don't even want to like I don't want to be in the mosh pit or anything underneath it, but um, I just kind of like to see it. You know, just be in a seat. You know, I like I like order at, at concerts, and so like having an assigned <laughs> seat is it's very important to me. Even if it's like a, a way the fuck up somewhere, like it's still like I can't just like be any. It's it just like a gen, well, general mission like doesn't work for me anymore. Um, you don't want to be down there with the people. You know, I've had my I've had my experiences being down there with the people, and. You know, it's I've had there's been some ups and downs. I remember um, probably the first concert I went to was uh, I was really into Oasis, and as like a birthday gift, my sister flew me out to DC to they were playing at um, I think it was George Mason University, which is in Fairfax, Virginia. Um, And so I went to see, and this is when Oasis was like just hot shit, like the big arguably the biggest band in the world and um i remember they had this this band corner shop opening for them and so we got there hella early got way up it was all like all we were the general mission area like up up front we were very 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 close to the stage and then corner shop came on and they did like they did this like really long like i don't know if i i'm actually i subsequently became a bigger fan of corner shop but at the time i didn't know anything about them they had that song brim full of asha at the time and oh, you, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, but then, but I think they were like, they're like these artsy fartsy guys who like were annoyed that people only like them for the big hit. Like, you should be so fucking lucky. But um, they, uh, they, but so they played this really like transgressive set where they just like, just like these long droning, like going nowhere songs. And so, like, we were like, this is. This is like it was so bad that we gave up our like front row, like close to the stage seats because I we were like we can't take this and then people started crushing in because they knew Oasis was about to come on and so we just left I got a, and I got a little claustrophobic and so we actually just left that main area and went all the way to the back of the general admission and it's probably good that we did because like it got really wild up front like we could see from the back. Uh, of the general mission we could see like people were crowd surfing and, and like doing all kinds of like jumping and pogoing and all like I would have freaked, like, freaked out and I was like wow. you know, I was a young teenager at the time with glasses and I, I mean I, I think that is big thing I was really scared my glasses were going to fall off and, and, and get broken and I'd start crying and because I wouldn't be able to see Oasis and, <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to see <laughs> I wouldn't have to look for them. I go down and look for them. And someone's gonna step on my hand. That was my paranoia. But anyway, that yeah, that you know, that might have actually been my only time in general admission. At least, at least my only time trying to get up front. I mean, I you know, you and I went to a like I don't know if you remember that Girl Talk concert we went to in Williamsburg, where I was like, like that was a daytime one. It didn't get too rowdy. Do you remember that? No, I kind of do. Oh. Yes, it was outside. Yeah, it was outdoors. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was by the, at the yeah almost not too bad. Yeah. Um. So, I think being outside helped. Yeah, outside and daylight helped keep the people yeah. from being being too rowdy. And like, I think there were long lines for for beers because they they didn't set it up that right that well. Like, so there's people people weren't getting as drunk as they might have liked to. 
Right, um, they're like, oh, I don't want to deal with that line. I'm just stay over here. Um, remember, put that your way right to the front. You got up, up there. At, wait, what? Say it again. For the clips, you were bullying your way to the towards the front. Oh, that's right. The clip show. <laughs> oh, fuck. You bullied your way right up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I guess, okay, yeah. I guess I've been that guy. I've been the guy that I would hate in a, a concert <laughs> for that right. clips concert. Now, now, I will say for the clips show, like, that was like, that the energy in that crowd they still the clips guys still talk about that show because like they were sort of on the shelf and they had that mixtape we got it for cheap uh, volume two that like somehow blew up and this was that show at the knitting factory where they like they were surprised that everyone knew the words to these mixtape tracks um yeah it was a great show the energy was wonderful in that room yeah and there's there's i remember the fader posted a, a picture of from that show of the crowd and i and, and you and i are in it did i send you that no i don't remember that but you were uh you i still have that much photo. taller I'll, than I'll send it to you. everyone else i was taller oh god and i and i only remember this because i bunny yeah and i was wearing that's when i wear that that big puffy jacket with like the fur lined hood and <laughs> and the obnoxious white on white yankees cap <laughs> god oh fuck oh my god yeah um so where how do we start with that what oh yeah that's right oh it's college back okay so I think that wraps up. Oh yeah! Out. Wow! How? I don't know how that. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna have to go have goop. It's a good thing we're recording this because I have no idea how we got from college basketball to me pushing people around at Eclipse concert. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And we're back. Okay. Well, let's move on to. Um, I, I we can let's just do conspiracy really quick because I didn't. As a, as you saw in the notes, I didn't, and I really want to get to our last topic. Um, so conspiracy, I don't know. We we talked about, we did a test episode a long time ago, and uh, we talked about Bigfoot. Um, do, is there anything new on Bigfoot? <laughs> they used to watch that. They used to watch that show about it, about Bigfoot. New, new one, Bigfoot. <laughs> they still haven't found them. Um. <laughs> I know he's out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, oh man. So, but the show still the show's still on the air. man when they, when they find Bigfoot, they, they probably have Bigfoot, but they want that show to keep going. <laughs> Talk about it. Can't believe right. there's a big Bigfoot show in its fucking fifth season, and it's called Finding hey, Bigfoot. I'm... Yeah. Or like attempting to find, but I don't know. They need to rename it because they don't find anything. <laughs> they don't find shit. Yeah. You find their way out of the woods, right? Clacking, just spending all day clacking. Oh god. Okay, <laughs> just just so we do have some meat on the bones of this conspiracy segment. Can you just explain the clacking again briefly? Ah, <sighs> well, apparently, <laughs> it, <laughs> it is. Um, big, big, 
Big feet, big foot, big foot. It's just big foot. Sasquatches, Sasquatch, eye. They will do this like. <laughs> Are you even gonna make it through this? <laughs> I can't even talk about it. I, I guess they like knock on the trees, and so part of their their hunting bigfoot is they go around and they'll clack on trees, or they have these like wood blocks, and they'll clack and they'll like wait and listen for response clacks, and they'll get real excited or they'll get disappointed depending on the result. Like I, I it's weird. The whole thing is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I sound like a weirdo talking about it, but yeah. Clocking. That's the show. Check okay. out the show. It's good. It's hilarious. I'm sure it's entertaining, like, because as long as you have good personalities, you can have like a good show about anything, really. Right, and yeah, it's a good mixture of personalities, you know, the the, the skeptic, and then they have the the believers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just my my quick summary on the on the, the what I've learned or you know happened to to bits of information to happen across my path is that basically it's pretty likely that it's just bears who are walking up on their hind legs that people mistake mm. for something else generally that's that's what they come up with they're like oh this could be a bear and then you know the other guys like no it's definitely a sasquatch but, yeah but, i mean we should actually i wouldn't mind Getting, we sort. I mean, maybe later on, but like the Patterson Gilman, is it Patterson Gilman film, um, which is the famous Bigfoot footage. That there's actually a really long Wikipedia entry on on that, just that tape and that bit of footage and the history about it, and it it, it is actually really interesting. Yeah, um, it gets weird. There's something with his with one of their wives involved, like I think she like burned the tape or something. It's weird. Yeah. That's like that's after, a story. Yeah, like after the right, like the the take like the film, the footage is interesting, but then like the story about what happened to the footage is also very interesting. Right, right. But yeah, um, we can we can get our our facts. We can get Let's get our facts, facts together first. Let's actually we should do a we should try to do like actually like a really well researched conspiracy segment about something. We can um, do it. I, I thought our NBA one wasn't too bad. You're, we had you're, we you're, 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 um, yeah, you definitely did a lot of really good work on that um, NBA draft thing. So I believe that was episode three. We talked about that. Yeah, that was. If anyone wants to go back and listen, um, but let's. Uh, in the interest of, of of getting wrapping this up, let's get into our last segment. Um. No particular name for this segment, but something I, I just wanted to talk about, uh, and the topic is inside jokes. And I have two two starting points, and then a question for you. Okay. And basically, you know, inside jokes are great. That's. Do you agree? And that's it. I do. I definitely. <laughs> this has been episode I love, six. I love a good inside joke. Yeah, inside joke. Yeah, I. Yeah, everyone. Everyone likes a good inside joke. Now, there's 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 a trick about explaining them to other people because the reason they develop there's a lot of variables that go into why they develop. You know, there's a lot of context. 
you know, other things about the relationship dynamic you need to know in order to make them as funny as they are to the people on the inside. You know? I know what you're saying, but yeah, they're generally, I try to explain them and people don't find them funny at all. Right. Yeah. So I'm just going to share two of mine, and then if you have one that you would like to share, we can do that. Um, now, the, the first one is one that actually you and I share, um, <clears throat> and it involves the phrase, there it is, Elizabeth. You're familiar with this phrase, yes? I, I am. <laughs> Did you send that to somebody yesterday? Because somebody was asking me to try to explain it. Um, yes, your, um, your friend that you were at the sports bar with. I, yeah, I, he showed it to me on it. He's like, what is this? I shook my head and I started laughing <laughs> and I couldn't, I no, I'm not, no, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I don't, we don't have to spend too much time on this one, but basically it is the origins of basically it, I use it. It's a phrase that I use. And as far as I know, I only I use um, when when watching a sports sporting event and something good happens for my team, I yell out, "There it is, Elizabeth!" And sometimes I follow that up with, um, "There it is." And the reason I, I this started and why I started doing it and why I continue to do it, well, the reason I started doing it is because is, is twofold. A, you know, I'm from we're from you know Ohio. We're fans of Ohio State football. And I was I was told by an by an Ohio friend who see I, I moved to Ohio when I was ten, but she had grown up there, and she said at one time, just sort of out of the blue, she said, "There it is, Elizabeth." And I was like, "Oh, what, what's what's that? What do you mean? What are you talking about?" She's like, "Oh no, it's just uh, it's just like in Ohio, it's just an expression." It's like, "Oh, I've never heard that before." She's like, "No, no, no, it's it's just like a it's an Ohio thing. It's a Central Ohio thing." And I'm like, oh, okay. What what does it mean? And she's like, well, you know, it it, it just kind of rhymes. Like that, there it is, Elizabeth. It sort of rhymes. It's a, it's a weird type of a rhyme, but it <laughs> it counts. And so so you know that was it. And I, you know, then eventually, you know, moved on to to didn't think much about it. And then I I, I moved on to college, and I you know came moved to New York. And you know, <clears throat> you know, reconnected with you and some some others, made some Ohio friends, and we'd go to watch games at various places in Ohio State. And then I think at one point I, I just said, "Yeah, yeah, there it is, Elizabeth." When you know Ohio State did something good, you were like, "What? Yeah, what, what are you talking about?" And I was like, "Oh no, you don't don't you know? It's there it is, Elizabeth. It's that it's that Central Ohio expression that we all know." <laughs> Never, never heard of this. What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, "What do you, what, what do you mean? What am I talking about?" And so, you, you were dubious on whether or not it was actually an expression. So I went back to my, to my source. Uh, I was a female platonic friend of mine uh, in Central Ohio, and I, I was like, "Hey, remember that expression? There it is, Elizabeth." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> Which. <laughs> This is my first clue. And then I was like, no, remember, like, you were telling me about there it is, Elizabeth. Like, it sort of rhymes. It's an Ohio expression. She's like, oh, no, I was doing that to fuck with you. 
Is that not clear? I was just messing with you. Of course that's not an expression. It doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> right, and you had all those questions, but you just let it go. You're like, oh, okay. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I should have done my due diligence on the front end and really yeah. pressed her on that. But it's it's subsequently become, become a, well, basically I'm trying to, over the years, and this all happened in, 2010 or so and I've subsequent to that been trying to get it to catch on as an expression that people use um, it's not going super well I think I've only heard uh, nope no one else uses it uh, so you know but hope springs eternal <laughs> so, <laughs> so um uh, thoughts or do you have an inside joke? Because I have an, I have one other inside joke, but why don't why don't you why don't you speak on it or speak on something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have that. We share that inside joke. Um, I also have this like weird running joke with a mutual friend of ours from Arizona. Oh um, uh, yes, <laughs> about him and having having this book cover. <laughs> I don't remember how it started. Uh, he was, he was okay. have, it started in college, like something about him giving advice to people, and then it turned into him writing a self-help book. Self-help book, <laughs> and then and then we came up with the uh, the uh, you know the jacket image. It was going to be him with like two thumbs up, standing there, or pointing at somebody. Is like. <laughs> Okay, we're pointing at somebody. You know, it's it's combination. It hasn't been determined yet. So we go back and forth with that one about about his 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 book cover. Um, uh-huh. And uh, that's the only one I can think of at the moment. Besides, there it is, Elizabeth. Um, do I have another? Oh, and then I have this. This one doesn't make any sense. So um, a friend of mine who now lives in San Diego. Um, from Ohio as well. So him and my brother would always have like these awkward interactions with each other. And one day, it was over the summer, um, he was, he came over, um, my brother was there and they were awkward as usual, but they didn't really talk to each other. So then we were talking about, all right. This is a friend of yours, but he comes over to your place and occasionally interacts with your brother. Right. Every well, every time they interact, it was always awkward. I think uh-huh. he made it awkward. Um, <clears throat> and like, how does that I, awkwardness like manifest? Like, oh, you'll you'll see it. So it was in the oh, summer. Okay. Right? All right. All right. Let me stop <laughs> <And> interrupting. So, <laughs> and so my dad had made uh, some ribs the day before, and my brother was eating like leftover ribs. And my friend came over, and we talked, and we were about to leave. And they were, you know, they were just being uncomfortable together. I don't know why. My, my, <laughs> <laughs> and so then on our way out, my friend turns to my brother and he, he says, enjoy them ribs, dog. And then, <laughs> and then walks out the door. <laughs> okay. 
so, so that is our joke. So sometimes we'll just say it to each other, like enjoy them, rib talk, or I'll text them. <laughs> and I even think he made a shirt with it at one point. Enjoy them, rib talk. Wow, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> so, so yeah, we we say that to each other. Um, <laughs> was that wait? What was what was your immediate reaction? So wait, so he's leaving. Who could overhear him both, saying we, this? I'm leaving. Yeah, my friend and I are, are leaving together. Okay. And I'm like, now, were you, bye was your dad brother. there? Or no, it brother? was just the three of us. So I say bye okay. to my brother. And then my friend turns and says, enjoy them ribs, dog. And then we walk out. <laughs> now, how, how many ribs did, he, did your brother have left? Or had he even started on the ribs? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know about the rib count. But they <laughs> They were ribs on the plate, and they were delicious. So he, okay. I'm sure he was enjoying them. Okay. But I don't think he. I don't think he even responded. He just stared at him. Yeah. And then we walked. Yeah, away. I guess if you have a history of awkwardness, like that would, that I mean, that would only add to it. That's what. Right. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. <laughs> Um, that's all I got. No, those, are two good, those, are, those are two good ones. And I don't know, maybe like I, yeah, I only thought of these through two, but I'm sure I have more. Maybe, maybe this could be a recurring segment. Um, but my biggest one that I have is, and it's also like, I, I, you know, it, like the level of like intensity. So I'll just start off by prefacing by saying that this is with the college buddy of mine and it's been going on since 2007. And it's a weekly joke that we have weekly. So imagine, literally every week weekly. since 2007. Wow, this 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 joke <clears throat> picks up with maybe like a few weeks off here and there. So over the course of a year, if there's 52 weeks, we engage in this joke probably at least 40 of those weeks per year. Every year since 2007. Wow. So. That's- committed yeah yeah i mean it's a relatively low low maintenance joke uh not not much overhead on it so so here here it is i'll explain i'll try to do this relatively quickly but the onion.com satirical news news humor site they have a weekly um editorial cartoon that they do um where if they sort of do it as like a like a parody of like right wing editorial cartoonist right and so it's satirical and it's it's actually usually really really funny and it's um it's done by like like a pseudonym of this guy is is just he signs every strip kelly so it's some, someone someone's last someone's last name's kelly and he does a little doodle of himself in the corner of every strip on uh, the lower right corner is a little he's always the main message of the, of the cartoon and then he does a little extra commentary track on it where he draws himself and then with the, like a word bubble where he, he gives like an extra little message right okay and and, and the character is drawn he's sort of like an, a middle-aged uh balding man uh with a mustache so that's the strip that they do so <clears throat> you know i i followed the onion for a while it's great great humorous site a lot of good work going on there um but I used to, in, in my job, uh, I'm able to be on Instant Messenger uh, most of the day. And I have this buddy from college, uh, and he is also online most days. Um, and so, you know, we chat every now and then. And back in 2007, when I first noticed the strip, and the strip appears every Monday as well, I should say that. Um, 
and it's been going for for years. And it, the the real guy who does it is this um, cartoonist named Ward Sutton, um, who also does other. Um, I think he he has a strip in uh, the Village Voice or he used to or something. He does his own other cartoon work, and he's he's actually really good. He's from Seattle. Anyway, that's uh-huh. that's just backstory. So, I got into the habit of sending uh, my buddy over I am the link to the new to the new um, strips every week. So like, yo, check this out. This is really funny. This is a good one. Blah blah blah. And so eventually, he would start sending me the links, like before I would I would get around to it. Um, and then eventually, that led to him being like, hey, I got you. Because I got it in first, like I sent the link to you first, like you didn't send it to me this time, like I right. got it, so I got okay. you on that, right? So that's, but that then one up. It's like okay, we're gonna be we turn it turn into a competitive thing from that to see who could. I am, like, and the and the thing is, they the onion uploads it on Mondays, but it's always at a random time on Monday, so you'd have to go back and check. It might not be the new one, and then you check later in the day, and it's there. And if it's before the other guy noticed it, you send it to them, and then you win for the week. Right. Right. So that's the competition: is to see who could find it first and who could IM it to each other first. So this just—I mean, imagine this one-upping each other and us being like, you know, goofy guys, but competitive with this one stupid thing. And so <laughs> it got—it got to the point where we would, um, like, I would start texting him the link as opposed to IMing him just to like kind of switch it up and then he would email me so we would do it over different like mediums and we'd still try to get each other first because it would be like he'd email me and I don't check my email all the time so I'd IM him thinking I got him and then he'd be like check your email and then oh, it, the timestamp cool, cool, cool. time would show that he actually got me and I'd be like, I'd be like damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so this this escalated more and more and more to the point where he so the he very cleverly so the, the way they would do it is they would do it by date so that it would be like the 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 site address would be the onion.com slash editorial cartoon slash you know September thirteenth or whatever that month September thirteenth, two thousand nine or whatever that date was, right? That would be the format. Right the link so he caught on to that so he fucking got me one time by sending by typing that out in word printing out a word file with like the next monday's link just the link putting that in an envelope sending it to my work address so that it got to me on a monday (laughs) and i opened it up like some like official looking like i think he uses office stationery or something and like official looking letter addressed to me and it got to me like first thing in the morning before the like before the link like, was up and it's like I open it it's just that and he's like <laughs> he got you right that, that's one that is that's great that's impressive I like that yeah. a lot but oh <laughs> if you like that you're gonna love this because that was that was just again I've been doing this since 2007 that was probably 2009 so to one up him I went i okay so he lives in uh boston and i was good i was planning to go up uh up to visit him uh i think he had just moved there in 2009 he had sort of just moved there and i wanted to go see him and so i went uh i went up there i was like he's like oh what are you gonna dress as and i was like uh i don't know i kind of like i don't know if you've ever seen um 
Andrew WK, the musician. Oh, his, with the white. Yeah, his well, his first album cover is just the close up of oh, his face, blood, right? With his nose bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I've always kind of liked that album cover, and I was like, I'm gonna dress up uh, as Andrew WK. He's like, all right, cool. But what he didn't know is that actually I was going to dress up as the cartoonist from the little like cartoonist bubble and I got like a bald wig and I got like a collared shirt and like what he wears and a fake mustache and I printed up a bunch of his old ads or his old cartoons and I went and I believe Halloween was on like a Sunday that year and so technically I didn't have the new strip but because I tricked him into thinking I was going to be Andrew WK and so I went to change in the bathroom before we went out to a party and I came out dressed as the fucking cartoonist. And I was like, I fucking oh. got you. I got you for this week. This counts for this week. Okay. That's good. So That was good. Too. Yeah. Mm. So apparently there was, so now there was some controversy about that because I hadn't actually sent him the link. I just dressed up as the little cartoonist, like from the, right. the drawing that he has. So... Um, in an effort to trump that, because there was some controversy, I actually made my own cartoon in the same style um, of the cartoon, and I put I photoshopped an image of him into it from that Halloween. Um, he dressed as um, Tobias from Arrested Development, and so <laughs> I and so I sent that to him. He was still sort of like, ah, it's not a real cartoon. Doesn't doesn't count. It's not the real link. And so I was I was upset that he wasn't giving me credit for like, you know, like he really got me good with the with the mailed envelope thing, like or sending the link right. the envelope to my office. Like he got me with that. And so I've been trying to like, but he's like he sort of got me on a technicality because I wasn't sending the link. And so <laughs> my my so my girlfriend at the time. I was, I of course told her all this and she was very, very nicely uh, humored me and actually took it a step further. And she's like, so, okay, if you really want to get him, I've tracked down who this, this cartoonist is like the real guy. Like, I don't know how she did it. This is the only reason I know who it is is she was somehow able to online track him down. And she's like, I have his email address. Do you want? Why don't you email him, explain your little rivalry that you've had, and see if he can like send him something to fuck with him, so you'll finally fucking win. So, what what are your thoughts so far? Because I'm I'm about to get to the climax of the story. This is pretty good. I've got it. I can't believe you stopped. Let's see. I got. I need this payoff right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll get to it. So. I email again. This guy's Ward Sutton. He's a you know fairly well known. So I got his email. I email him. I explain everything. I send him a, a copy of the image of the fake cartoon I, I made. A picture of me dressed dressed as, as his character. Explain the whole thing to him. And this, oh, I should say this is probably like 2011, like early 2011 or so. And he writes me back, and he's like holy shit this is fucking amazing um I, you guys are crazy but like this is like one of the funniest things like i should pull up that email oh, i should have pulled it up for this just so i could read it fuck fuck bad podcaster um 
but effectively it was it was it was it was really short and it was just like this is amazing you guys are crazy let me take some time to think if there's anything i can do because basically i had asked him i'd sort of asked him nicely like you know if you could just write up like a little cartoon or even just send him an email or something or like you know which would be amazing is if you if you could include something in like one like a secret message in like one of your future strips and he was like he didn't agree to necessarily a do anything message. yeah just secret message like you know something like you know from you know just just a link i don't know maybe just put the link in in like a, a message i don't know look it's a lot to ask him to like mess with his strip but even if you could just email my buddy or you know do something and he and he was he was like this is crazy you guys are hilarious um let me let me think about it and get back to you and i was like great and that was the last i heard from him <laughs> so sorry that's sort of, this is sort of a letdown i i emailed him, i followed up with him again maybe like six months later it's just like hey just want to check in follow up with you i don't know we're still doing it um and he didn't respond to that and that was it that was it but i was just happy that he responded and and after like i was i sort of waited like another six months because i and i'd never told my buddy about this until like maybe like a year later and i was like oh by the way i had this whole very elaborate thing to get you and he never wrote back so but that still counts right and i forwarded him the email and he's like yeah yeah it's still not the link though so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still gotcha. <laughs> Fucker. Oh, but that was good. That was a good story. Yeah. So I mean, to this day, every Monday we still, we still IM each other like the link and like it's it's. It, I mean, that was like the peak of it. it. It's definitely cooled down to where it's just like, you know. I mean, he, he has kids now too, so he's like not can't spend too much time too much not getting too elaborate with this but yeah. he um, yeah but we still we still do it we still try to get each other and they've gotten a little bit more uh, loose about when they post the links they still do one each week uh, a cartoon each week but um it's not always on monday like sometimes it'll be on tuesday so no okay it's all right you guys had a good run yeah, we did. We definitely like it. It built and built and built, and we did some really creative shit. And that sort of, you know, you know, that's any sort of artistic and you know project or any artistic career. You know, there's a certain arc to it where you peak, and then, you know, if you're lucky, you still sort of mellow out and it keeps going for a while. But, you know, you can't once you peak. You know, that's you know by definition, it can only go down. So, <laughs> <laughs> only one place so, to go. Yeah, well, but no, it's it's it was fun. It's still fun. So, so right. I think that's about it. Unless you got any other closing thoughts, closing arguments. Um, I do, I do not have any. Um, okay. no, that's it. All right, all right. Well, I think that's good. Um, I'm gonna go probably get some something with some cheese on it. Um. To eat, and uh, I'll see what the rest of the day takes me. Oh well, enjoy that dairy. <laughs> I'll try. I'll take my lactate beforehand. Okay. Okay. dot com with comments. Bye. All right, later.